This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a Stand Up New York Labs production, providing you podcasts since 2013. When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. Turner Sparks just got married and has moved home to America after 12 years living in China. Sir Michael Ira Kaplan has two kids, a wife, a job, and has spent his entire life in the USA. Neither one can figure their country out. This is Lost in America. All right, everybody, welcome to Lost in America, episode 157. My name's Turner Sparks. And I am Mike Kaplan. You can find me at Turner Sparks on Instagram. You can find Kaplan at Cap in America on Instagram. Also, this show is on Instagram. Lost in America pod. Yes. And we're lost in America pod on Twitter, right? The letter N. The letter N. Because the Twitter's not long enough Twitter's to let us do it all. Yeah. But. On the podcast today, we have Jim Norton, stand-up comedian yeah. Jim Norton. Look at that. Jim and Sam show on uh, SiriusXM. Used to be on the Opie and Anthony show. Also, he's in The Irishman coming up. Coming. It's in theaters now, if you're in select, oh, sorry, in select markets. And playing, it's on Netflix on November 27th. Yeah, playing Don Rickles. So we're going to talk to him all about that. Plus, um, he wants to talk about Brazil. We're going to get into Brazil a little bit. He used to do uh take trips to brazil oh all right or um comedy i'm sure but before all that kaplan we have 80 79 i think now in patreon subscribers but the important point is two of those people are 20 dollars a month subscribers so we need to make t-shirts we promise t-shirts to the 20 dollars subscribers we promise t-shirts to 20 dollars subscribers mm. i came up with a fantastic <laughs> design idea i want to run it by you guys all right producer matt you can Let's... jump in here too you know the um I think the first people to do it, or the first people I could find online, were the Bush, Reagan, 1980s campaign They shirts. had a great podcast. They had a great podcast. The first podcast. Patreon, guys. <laughs> yeah, it was their campaign shirts where it was like Reagan, Bush, and then with a little maybe like a uh, Stars and Stripes, and it said 84. And it was red, white. It was like maybe like a blue shirt with red, white, and blue, you know, like an America type deal. I'm saying same thing, Kaplan, Sparks, um, and then two th- instead of 84, 2000. I mean, 20. Oh, yeah, 20. <laughs> 20. Does 20 make sense? It's like you de- 2020. That's 2020, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you need an apostrophe or else people just, they yeah. don't know what you're talking about. Run it. Yeah, and then somewhere on there, maybe Lost in America, written underneath it. What do you think? What do you guys think? I don't know. Kaplan didn't done. like it already. Well, uh, I was just thinking it's been done by some others, I feel like. But what other I'm, podcasts? I mean, if, you, if you can keep changing up the campaign slogan, I think that works. Oh, we need a slogan. 
What do you mean? Get lost. Well, it's like if you're going to do repeated free shirts free shirts for these people. No, no, we're not doing repeated. You oh, okay, get one, one, one okay, time. Just one. Okay. Yeah, you get one oh, shirt. A one time shirt. Of course. Oh, I thought it was. You like... think we're making a new design every month? <laughs> I don't know what we said on that podcast. <laughs> I do. Just everyone shut up. <laughs> right. We said you get one shirt. One shirt. Okay. For a twenty dollar uh, for a twenty dollar Patreon subscriber. Okay. Right. You get a shirt. So should we have a slogan, Matt? If we do that with uh, with like a campaign? I think Lost in America is the or... slogan, right? I mean, I think you can do a little bit more than that. Like, you have, that's the podcast. Then you can have... Get lost? Like, What's a good campaign slogan? Yeah, it's what, not what, what represents strategy. you as a person? Well, the two of you. Lost in America. <laughs> that, that represents Any us. candidate can tell you they, they know what they're talking about. We are the only ones who are lost. So. Yeah. I, I think so. Uh, also, you can't have too much on there. It gets too busy, yeah, as they might say. And too expensive, as they might say. Kaplan thinks they charge by the letter. I, I don't know. In design. I'm not sure. You, you think you're just like, if, maybe you're getting like straight text, but you just send them a picture. <laughs> exactly. Then it's free. That's it's what like, I was saying last You send last one week. Photoshop image and just like, oh, okay. All right. So we need a Photoshop image. All right. Uh, so I would assume. I don't make many t-shirts. But why you didn't like it? Tell us why, Kaplan. I didn't say I didn't like it. I just thought I, I felt like I've seen those before. But maybe that's the key. Maybe we need. To, maybe we don't need to be that original. No. I mean, I'm just. I see all these. Who all else these did people, it? There's all these people at my gym who are like taunt me with this Pod Save America t-shirt. Does because that look like that? that? It just says Pod Save America. Or Friend, Friend of the, of the pod, pod or something. Screw, yeah. screw them. They ripped us off with their America. We've yeah. talked about this a lot. So I. I, maybe we can just skip do friend of the pod steal that no or, no they ripped you off with America yeah we <laughs> were doing a podcast with American and I think before them and they just threw in the word America big lawsuit we heard our pod we're, we're gonna file it cap I think first who cares forget them we're in different markets oh uh, okay they don't know our listeners do you think our listeners are listening to Pod Save America. Yeah. Well, Weber is, but he's the, he's the only he's crossover. He's the one crossover he to every podcast in America. Everyone else. No one else wants to hear just people complain about how, oh, my God, America's done. Oh, my God. Oh, did you see what Trump said on Twitter? <laughs> like, that's their whole podcast. Well, I was actually listening to a rerun of uh, This American Life from, like, 2000. Mm. Yeah. The episode title was Lost in America. No, well, they stole our idea, too. <laughs> this America Life. This American Life using America in the We're title. after them. They took it from us, too. So that, all right, I'm going to, I think... Here's All right, maybe we could do that. We maybe I'm coming around on it. We could talk till we're blue in the face about this, or we could just pull the trigger, get it done, get T-shirts. So for uh, Gary Sparks, for Kenan uh, Taconi, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, a $20 a month people, they're going to get T-shirts. they got to send us in their uh, sizes, and we're going to get them. <laughs> they got to send us our sizes. Not, well, how just, are we supposed to know their size? I don't know. We'll contact them directly. I think you just do it when you go to a sporting event. Every, every shirt is extra large because they just assume everyone at sporting events are fat. That's what we just got. <laughs> no. So I have all these free shirts because like Weber always gives them to me because he can't, you know, like people just give them to me. They're like, when I was fat, <laughs> like, here, I was at this sh- sh- event. I can't wear the shirt. Bonus of being a fat Bonus, guy. Exactly. So we just make extra large. And no. All right. Well, so for everybody right. else, um, go to pa- Patreon, go to patreon.com, patreon.com slash lost in America, go to lostinamericapod.com for five bucks a month. You get our, our show, our wrap up show every single week on Thursdays uh, for free for $5 a month for in free. your inbox. Or inbox, whatever you can subscribe to it. So you get two shows a week. Cap, I also before we get to um, Lost in America, real quick, the uh, we had some hate mail this week. Oh, good. Skip the hate mail music because we got to get right to it. But somebody, everyone can go on our iTunes page now. Some guy said he listened once, and here's his official review. What's his name? I mean, uh, 
Uh, it's on there. I don't remember, but he goes, um, the, the, uh, the title is called trying to charge for a podcast question mark. And then it says first episode I tried was the comedy album wrap up. Then the first thing they said is they want money. Sorry guys. You lost me in 30 seconds. Screw you buddy. Oh my God. This has been a free show for 157 episodes. Now, if you want an extra show, chip in five bucks, chip in. Yeah. It's, we have free shows. For starters, so he's reviewing the free show. He listened to for thirty seconds. That's libel. That's libel. That's slander. That's all of it. Get Blucher on the phone. <laughs> that bl- serve some papers. Exactly. You guys are goddamn generous with how much free content you give out. Exactly. Well, I mean, one hundred fifty-seven episodes times at least an hour each episode. That's one hundred fifty-seven hours of free content. We try, what, how many days? Bu- Twenty-four bucks? hours in a day. That's like days of your life. Twenty bucks an hour. We've given up. Yeah, you should be paying us. So that's it, Cap. Let's get to Lost in America. Play the music. Back, Kaplan. Uh, I think your school, your kid's school's lost in America this week. But before we get to that, I just want to say that that reviewer, that is real. You guys both asked me, uh, asked me out the air if it was real. It is 100% real. And I looked him up to see if he was just one of those guys that's like hates his life and gives everything to all podcast negative reviews. He's reviewed like 15 other podcasts and all of them are positive. Where so, his first negative review. Oh my God. His first one star. He gave us he's, a one star. Do you think he just was, do you think it's a random thing where he just goes through? He's like, he, I have he no. Just, he must have discovered us recently somehow. All I can think of, maybe it's a guy who came to one of my shows oh over my the last God. few months on the road and was like, "I'll check out this guy's podcast." I did take an Uber with a guy the other day and got him to subscribe. You think it was the guy? Maybe. Maybe he's chi- one star cheap tipper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he like held up his phone. He's like, "Cool, I got it," and he plugged it in. That's great door to door. Yeah. I, I was doing door to door the night. I was uh, I, I was at an alumni event. And I met someone from China, and immediately it's like, here's your, you're like, exactly. I tell her about the podcast. Well, maybe it was that person. Maybe she gave me a bad review. Who knows? <laughs> anyway, speaking of China, yeah. your, your kid's school, what's well, going yeah. on? Well, yeah, so several, last spring we had a, we had a, we had a cliffhanger last summer that yeah. we never wrapped up, and it was tied up. Remember, we had a, we had an episode where Teddy Kaplan, my son, was student of the month. And I showed up at the. It was a, basically a bringer event for the PTA. Yes. And they. Oh yeah. And they. And the, at the bringer event, they were trying to rubber stamp the budget for next year, which included this Chinese language program that you would learn. Uh, that would. Uh, be a simulcast program, not a live Chinese teacher, because they couldn't afford that. And it was like $55,000. So the school wanted to pay fifty five grand out of your guys' money yeah. to get, um, they yeah, they would uh, Skype in, essentially, so, some lady in China. So some people raised objections, and it became a huge fight at the meeting, and they people refused to go ahead with it. And essentially what happened at that meeting was that the kids eventually, I think they had babysitters. What was the fight over? Just like it was too expensive? They were like, we didn't know anything about this. You just brought this up. It's too expensive. We need more information. Oh, they were trying to sneak it in. They were trying to sneak. I, I don't know. That's what they were saying. Their parents who've never showed up to a meeting before probably probably discussed <laughs> it at other meetings, but their kids want student month this month. They got the wrong kids. It's, they got kids who are, you got to have apathetic parents at the student of the month meetings at the end, the end of the year. So essentially what happened to end that meeting was they were like going to continue the conversation and the people who are paid to babysit i think the kids who are in like the other room while this pta meeting is going on the student of the months they just like their time is up they just rolled the kids in the kids came on the stage were like ready for their awards because the meeting it's was like going the, too long it was the meeting was going too long so they're just like we're gonna have to table this till fall 
So okay. they had the meeting. Finally, they had another. Oh, that was like six months. Seven ago. months. Ago. It was the last two months of the year. Because oh. Teddy never wins early in the year. He's always the. Yeah, yeah. Every yeah. kid's got to win once, but they wait to see if he'll transfer to. So they had the first uh, PTA meeting this year. Randy went because she's a good. Act- if you always start the year as parents, you want to be active. Sure. Then you fade away. You. So uh, she starts the year gung ho about these PTA meetings. Went to the first one, and she was reporting back to me what happened was that they brought in. An actual, uh, they actually had the demonstration of this program, and I sent you the video. You, you, yes, I saw the video. You want, can I explain? Yeah. It was a Skyped-in Chinese, a lady from China, in a, who knows where, sitting at a desk in some town in China somewhere, a Chinese lady being like, hello, and there were students or just parents there? There were kids in the audience? In the audience. It was, it was in like parents. a little auditorium right. I think with she- all these parents sitting there, so they were going to demonstrate how this Chinese language learning Skype program would work. So it was a real-life Chinese lady. Yeah. Her probably like... Five in the morning for her because it was like five at night for and you guys. And she had no idea probably what she was. She was about to get into a hostile discussion with like. And she so thought, she's yeah. like she yeah, crazy innocent, parents innocent enough. She's like hello parents. Yeah, I want you to say ni hao. Yeah, what's a ni hao? And then the parents are like ni hao, and no one said anything. And she's like I can't hear you. And they're like ni hao. So what happened? So that was like the demonstration. She demonstrated this whole class. I thought it was interesting. Um, here, can I say what I would do here? Yeah. I, I know I keep butting in, but just hire me to teach this class. Yeah. I could teach Chinese kids better than some Skyped-in lady well, from Beijing. Well, to, I was going to say, to jump ahead a little, Randy was telling me that people got all upset at this meeting. about even And they started trying—one woman basically tried to, during the simulcast, to negotiate the price down with this teacher that was demonstrating the thing. In Beijing? In Beijing. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so so I, I want—yeah, we should have had you in, like, Skyped in, like, on another screen, like, you hacked in. I could, and you could, like, go lower, undercut her price, whatever she was giving them. And then, surprise, I'm actually just in the next the room next door, and I right. walk into the room, and I'm like, yeah! But do you think how would it go over, you being a white guy? I, I don't know. Well, that's the thing. They would never hire me because I'm a white guy, and you don't want to. You're not going to pay fifty five grand to have a white guy teach your kids Chinese. No, I you mean, want a Chinese maybe, person. Maybe there's a price lower that would be that would work for a white guy. Like if you go low enough, we don't care because the part of it's you want to tell people you have this kids have this Chinese program. We kid around about jobs for Joe Schaefer. <laughs> this is but this is actually a real job for Joe Schaefer. He speaks Chinese. Yeah, he could easily give him. 20 grand a year? Would he do it? Because what happens is they can't hire a real teacher to, to be on site because it would be even more money. It would be like 75 grand. Because you need two teachers for all the classes. Okay. And this te- so between the salaries, I think it's like seven, even the starting salary for a teacher, you're getting up there. And Can I give so, you the, Okay. So they have to, so this is like the compromise to get it going. And then the program was supposed to be from grades three through, I think, seven or something. So, but the reason why it was expensive is because they need it for every class because there's no point in doing it one year. And they're not doing it the next year, right? I mean, that- yeah. So, how often would they get Chinese language class? Like every day, once a week. I think it's a- maybe twice a week or something. I don't know because that's what they. Do. I don't think it's a lot, but it's, yeah, yeah, for like thirty and, minutes. And it's more. It's also culture. Yeah. It's so you're getting this one teacher to kind of bounce around from class to class all day. Right. Probably. She sim- right. So she sim- I don't know. Thirty she- minutes per classroom, but so I, I can tell you this: to learn Chinese for me, it took. I had to live there and take classes five days a week, three yep. hours a day to learn the language. These kids ain't learning it. Right. So that's a, that's the vote of why they shouldn't do it. Because and I'm on that team side. So I'm There's a, no chance you're going to figure out Chinese yeah. once or twice a week. I mean, these parents, some of them are getting really angry, apparently, and hostile. And, you know, one of them was upset. They said, that why Chinese? Like, it was a little bit, it felt a little, Randy said it felt a little racist, almost hostile to Chinese. Oh, no. People were, why Chinese? Like, getting all mad about why Chinese? And this was before the NBA controversy or anything. 
anything that could deter Hong Kong protests is a few months, to, you know. Oh, well, they're morons. I think it, learning it, Chinese is a good idea. Yeah. So somebody, so, so my favorite thing is one of the parents What are they going to learn? Said, French? Well, one of them wanted to do French, yes. That's but, insane. But he, he's actually French. And then, yeah, but also, that's <laughs> way, Chinese but, is way more of a useful language. I think language actually he said, no, I, I would want them to learn French, but I'm not going to make them do it. But so another parent, some of their parents actually wanted them to learn Arabic, which I find fascinating because. Like I feel like and that's a wokey thing. Well, it's woke, but it's like also we're you know when like the left and the right agree. Yeah. I feel like after like nine eleven, like super right wing people would have been like, I want my kids to learn Arabic so they can join the CIA one day. And, sure. And that would have been, and then then now they've come so full circle. Well, there's other parents who want their kids to learn Arabic for I'm not even sure what reason, just because like, I don't know <laughs> why. Like, I don't say that. Like it's a POC language. Yeah. Like why would you need to learn Arabic? You want it? There's no practical reason. Chinese is very practical. I mean, unless you're getting into the oil industry, it might be helpful. Well, yeah. Well, we have all the oil well, now. We you told it. us. Yeah, yeah we took you got to learn how to speak New Mexico. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so roll up the sleeves. And I would say Chinese is definitely a valuable language to learn. Yeah. I mean, in New York City, there's a lot of jobs you can find online. I've looked, you know, you look around LinkedIn, half the jobs on there are like Mandarin required or Mandarin yep. language uh, a plus. But maybe what these woke parents are saying is they, they trust their president to win the trade war and crush China so much that Chinese won't be useful anymore. Because that's only otherwise. What do they think the future? No, but even China as a as a as a country, even if we wouldn't, I don't think these woke parents trust their president to win the trade war. But even if that's the case, there's still if you any hotel in New York City, any and it's probably around the United States. There's Chinese people staying at all these places. Any tourism, Disney World. There's a million jobs now where you can get it's beneficial to speak Chinese. Yeah. French, come on. All those people have yeah. either learned English by now or who cares about the French? Yeah, and there was a time period when we were kids where maybe Japanese was, was people were thinking that and they were wrong. But, you know, so maybe you don't need to learn anything. And maybe, uh, but if you're going to learn something, it should be Chinese. But, but I think you're right in that it needs to be more than one day a week. It, it can't be. be you can't, if you're doing one day a week, it's slow down. So I have some news for you. What happened? Because of all the fighting, they didn't improve the budget. They only. I think they approved a smaller portion of the budget to go along with some money the city gave for third grade only. So third graders are going to have this Chinese program. It's like a trial thing. That's even worse. But it, there's going to be nothing for the, the fourth graders who took it last year because they had it last year for third. They're not going to have it. So they lo- everything they learned last year is over. That's the dumbest and, idea they could have landed And Teddy on. Kaplan will be in third grade next year. So if nothing changes, he'd be up for it. But it is optional. And he's already said he doesn't want to do it. He said he, he said he quote he already speaks Russian and is learning Hebrew so he doesn't need another language. But it, correct me if I'm wrong and not to, you know, I don't want to ruffle feathers but both of those are untrue. Are they not <laughs> that he speaks Russian and Hebrew? Well, he's learning Hebrew and oh, he's learning Hebrew. a little bit and he doesn't speak Ru- I mean he has, not. he has a book that's um he brought home a book uh, or he bought a book that's uh learning uh living in Russia it's like a reader. Okay. And he's reading the book it's in English but you have they have Russian words sprinkled in and you sound them out phonetically and if he pronounces them wrong or any word even in English, word wrong and i correct him when he's reading that book he says no 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 that's how you say it in russian okay that's how we speak so he, sure. he's very confident but yeah he's a, the russians don't speak chinese right they're they're are they rivals no. uh yeah they have yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they're, they're, con- they're definitely not so best friends yeah exactly so he's true to his roots all right well i would <laughs> well, say i mean it's up to him but i would say learning chinese is a good idea and if i donate money to the pta and we get this approved for next year like fifty thousand sixty thousand dollars whatever it is and I spent my money. He, he's he's taking that class. He's I paid Chinese. for that class. Goddamn! Exactly. It. That's anyway. It. All right. Should we get to Jim Norton? Jim's here. Let's bring him in. All right. 
we're back with our guest, Jim Norton. Welcome to the show, man. Hi, guys. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for doing it. Of course. Um, we were just talking outside, but we'll start there about uh, the uh, the Irishman. Yes. And um, Don Rickle. You played Don Rickles on the show. Yeah, it was Who a weird you? one. It was like I didn't... Uh, I was, uh, you know, I, I, the first thing I had to do was meet Scorsese. Like, they, they, I didn't audition for it. They just kind of offered it to me. And uh, apparently he had watched something and thought, all right, Jim can do it. But I remember not being nervous. I was in such a manic depression at that time when I had to go in and meet him that I was so depressed that I wasn't nervous. So the meeting went well. <laughs> it was really weird. It was like, I was like, ah, oh, I'm going to jump off the balcony. Oh, no, nah, I got to go meet Mark Scorsese. It was like one of those like pits that you wind up in. Yeah. So I think I was relaxed and comfortable in the, in the meeting. But it was weird because you're doing an impression or whatever. I had 10 days to get ready for it. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, De Niro, Pesci, these guys, Scorsese, they know Rickles well. So you, it's like, it'd be like someone doing a Patrice impression in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> so that was kind of nerve wracking. Um, and I figured just kind of do it as I think I would do it. And don't go crazy. Did you to, know Rickles? I, I, no, I met him a few times. He yeah. was always very nice to me. I did the Tonight Show with him once. Uh, I had a segment when he was on, and he said it was funny. He was actually really, uh, he was really sweet. Uh, I met him a few times, but I, I didn't know him. I remember one time at the Montreal Festival, I was backstage with like Gabriel Iglesias and a couple other people, and we all just kind of went to see Don Rickles and me in the room with him. Like it was weird watching all these comics come in the back and just want to talk just to to kind I mean, of. I uh, would. Yeah, he was really old. He could only he sat down when he performed. Like you know, he was getting up there. He was probably in his eighties. Uh, but to see comics pay such reverence to him was nice. That's one of those guys I would have loved to see perform. Do stand-up. Did you ever see him do stand-up? Ever see, no. I mean, just getting, getting ready for the, to, to, to do it. I did a bunch of extra stuff. It was scripted, so you had to have the uh, lines that, that he said that night. But something told me just to have extra ones just in case so it didn't get boring. Yeah. So I probably had like 30 extra Rickles jokes uh, that I just from him. Actual okay. Jokes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then um, yeah, I'm glad I did that because the one they used in the film was actually one I took from one of his albums. It wasn't in the script, so I guess because it was fresh and it, it felt okay, yeah. he used it. It was it was great though. I'm happy I made it. In. I remember. I think my parents saw him like maybe in the 70s or something. I remember yeah. the thing they were like because when I started doing stand up, they were like all they based it off was like they saw Rickles in the 70s. You know, they're like if you're gonna make fun of other people, you make fun of yourself first. Right. <laughs> and that, I guess that's a Rickles move. He would open with like 15 minutes. Just ripping on himself and then dive into the crowd pretty hard. He was so funny. There's uh, really funny things to watch. Like, there's one where he roasts Eastwood, and everyone in Hollywood is there. Clint is there with his mother, and Rickles just stands up in the audience with no notes and shits on him for <laughs> five minutes. And it's really, it's got to be totally clean, certain taste, you know. And it's really funny. Uh, he was great in those cir circumstances that I would really bomb in. Rickles was great. Well, he was yeah. doing that to uh, Sinatra as well, right? He brutalized oh, Sinatra. Yeah, who's like untouchable by yeah. most other people. Yeah, I mean, even with like De Niro, I've seen, I've I met him a couple times at events, and he would just give it. He would give it to Bob in a way that most people would not feel. And he, and he did that thing because it was later in his life where he almost like thought he was. He seemed older and almost like a little slower. But then all of a sudden, he just would say something like, "No." Sharp as sharp as ever, and, and, just, and everyone just so much reverence for him. Everyone had so yeah, and you forget that people, whether it's De Niro or Clint Eastwood, everybody likes somebody who's comfortable with them. Yeah, like you know, everyone likes to be worshipped. I'm sure. 
interviewer, but like when you, it's nice to have people sure. who just. It's like I was watching that Prince Andrew interview, and I, uh, <laughs> I was thinking, please don't mention my name. Great <laughs> no, job, yeah. he did a great job. On that. <laughs> I heard it was a bang up PR. Real oh, convincing, yeah, really well done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we need to hire that PR team where Jesus, we have scandals. Yeah. That was a disaster. It, it wouldn't have been worse if he said I hung Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. He, couldn't have, he couldn't have sucked more. But I was watching, it and I'm thinking, this is a guy who nobody has ever go shut up. Yeah. No one tells this guy to shut up. Clearly. Yeah. No one tells him that explanation stinks. He doesn't have anybody who is comfortable with him. It's everyone is, well, your highness and blah, blah, blah. And they nod politely and they'll yes him to death. And that's a disadvantage because then when you go and there's a reporter who is her job is to trip you up, uh, you don't know how to handle it because there's no You've never had any type of conflict other than probably inter-family debates. You can't take a verbal punch, basically. You can't yeah, take a verbal not, punch, yeah. and you don't know how to get out of the way of yeah, one, yeah. and you think your word will carry you through like it does at dinner parties, but it doesn't. So I think everybody likes somebody who is comfortable with them. It's, it's, a, it's a roundabout way to say that, but that's yeah. probably why those guys love Rickles, because he didn't care. He made fun of everyone. Well, I remember when... So I used to always... Before I knew anybody, and I still don't really know many people, but I used to think that um, just there was a level like regular people, and then celebrity, and then celebrity... That was one level. Right, you know, and then we went to the uh, the rap party for the Irishman. Oh yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, Kaplan took me, and uh, and there was like a line to meet De Niro, but it was a line of people that I knew from TV. Yeah, it was like everyone on The Sopranos <laughs> was waiting in line to meet Robert De Niro. I didn't know that existed as a thing. I just figured it was oh, everyone insane. hung out. Yeah, you know? all the celebrities hang out in a in a room club somewhere. And they just I don't know. <laughs> I didn't know there were certain levels. Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess There's, whatever. Yeah. You know, I, and I didn't, John was at the top of the level. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. that level is different. Like I didn't even know DiCaprio was in that room. There was so many people crowded around Scorsese, uh, and there was a big. I heard he was there, but I didn't try to see him. I said hello to Bob, and I said uh, hello to Scorsese, and I, I left. It was too crowded. But yeah, in that in that in that world, when I we shot a scene for the comedian, and uh, I was at the table with him, SD, Nick DiPaolo, and um, oh Jesus, Edie Falco. Uh, played his agent and it was right. weird I was outside talking to her about something asking her like you know if she I didn't know her but I was like hey you're having a good time whatever and she's like yeah how could you not it's De Niro like it was even uh, like her right. who is one of yeah, the best really. actresses ever in her yeah, in Carmella series Soprano. <laughs> Carmela Soprano <laughs> yeah. in her in her private moment was like fuck I'm working with De Niro like you know everyone has that hierarchy and for him, it would probably be somebody else. He would work with somebody. I don't know. Maybe Brando did that to him, or somebody did that to him. Muhammad Ali. <laughs> yeah, Muhammad. yeah, Ali. <laughs> you got to go one. real high. Yeah. I, saw, I was at. A, yeah, you're, I, it was an event where Ali was, and it was like all the De Niro, Travolta, Leonardo. They were all there, and they were just. He was the guy. They were Ali. Like, yeah, 100%. Ali. Was, yeah. So. So we want. So then also we talk about uh, tra inter international travel. We're going to go Europe, but I think Brazil might be the way to go. Yeah. With you, how many? Where do you? How many times you've been to Brazil? Three. Three Ooh. times. And yeah. is this recently or a long time ago? No, I I went when uh, the radio show I was on had gotten kicked off the air. Yeah, I remember in that. Two thousand two, August of two thousand two. So we came back on in October of 04. So I went three times in between that period. I went with comedians. I went with Patrice. I went with Keith Robinson, Bobby Kelly, Rich Voss, Jason Steinberg. There was a couple other comics that, that came over different times. But you guys aren't doing stand-up. Just no. <laughs> no, no, not a joke. <laughs> I mean, you not you can now. No. There's stand-up everywhere. Yeah, there is. But, uh, uh, 2002 Brazil comedy scene wasn't. It was not jumping. Yeah, no, not, not, <laughs> not jumping, not kicking yet. Not yet? Yeah. No, not for us at least. We, but we went down there just to kind of, you know, I mean, you could have sex, go to the brothels. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's what we did. Yeah. Uh, a lot of time in the brothels. 
But it was weird. Like, I liked it, but I didn't like the language barrier. Like, I wound up falling in love with a girl. And she uh, doesn't know what you're saying. No, she did. <laughs> oh. I, I didn't fuck her, though. I paid her, but we didn't have sex. Like, it was weird. I just kind of, I kind of had like a loving girlfriend <laughs> with her. Classic move. I, I know. Class, <laughs> classic <laughs> dummy from Jersey. <laughs> I really fell in love. Yeah. Um, but we would go to the brothels. It was more just kind of hanging out with my friends. That was fun. But I don't like the language barrier. Because to me, what turns me on is somebody's, there's a communication that goes with it. Like somebody's dirtiness, it not, I, like I like them to be able to talk. Like I, I like them. <laughs> like to, a personality. A personality. Yeah. When you can't communicate with, with no language, it's just a, a good looking body and that wasn't enough. Also, so, you want them to get your jokes. You're, you know, if you're funny, you want to you have someone laugh. Absolutely, you yeah. Yeah, not everybody has looks, <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly. You yeah. need, uh, well, if money works too, I guess, in those situations. Yeah. But so how long are you hanging out with her without being able to communicate? Uh, I mean, with her, I was able to talk. We didn't have sex. But oh. for the other girls, an hour. I mean, in the, in the brothel, <laughs> me and Keith Robinson were doing 100 milligram Viagras uh, over the counter Brazilian Viagra and going to the brothel. And, you know, I couldn't pop. You know, I'd be like, you know, three girls and I just I couldn't I couldn't finish uh, wait really because uh, of the language barrier no the Viagra it was too oh, off the mark. Uh, it, was, it was too much it was too much yeah. oh. that, was the early, that was like the peak of Viagra I feel like 2002 days and you're just off the before go. they started cutting it maybe <laughs> I love it Cialis yeah. and everything took over no. Cialis is better yeah that's what they say right Viagra yeah. works faster in the, in the moment to digress uh, it makes <laughs> you give a headache and you, you see blue you're congested Cialis stays in your system and you get a little bit of a backache but your, your dick is ready for like three days oh wow yeah it's really long great. term yeah well That's worth it. Little tip out there. We got a lot of tips in this episode. Yeah, yeah. it is difficult yeah. to maintain a relationship. I'm trying to think of if I had in in a foreign language. You know, even if you do speak that language, like when I, in, in, back in China, I would. Um, I'm married now, but I was dating Chinese girl or no? My wife's Chinese, oh, but she speaks English. Yeah, yeah. She oh, went yeah. to college here and then grad school in the UK, and I met her when she moved home. Um, she moved back 2013, 12, or 10, I guess. But we met later. But um, but when I was first learning the language, I thought it would be awesome to like, oh, I'll get a girlfriend, and then you like that's a better way to learn the language. But it, when you can't really talk, you can, it's like a month at most, and then everyone's bored. So what are you doing? We're using like. Uh, the uh, language apps that they have, or did they not have them when you were there? They didn't have. I mean, I was there. I went there in two thousand four. Um, so I moved yeah. there. I came back two thousand sixteen. But it was no. I wasn't. It was just. What did you do there for twelve years? I had Mr. Soft, the ice cream trucks out there. Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> fucking Buscemi and Trees Lounge. What a, yeah. what a job. <laughs> and then uh, opened a comic <laughs> in Shanghai. Oh, all right. Kung Fu Were you doing stand-up there or no? That's how I started. Oh, okay. Yeah, Start. I started an open mic and then started a club and then started bringing guys over. Wow. Um, Is it a nice place, China? I, it was great. To vacation? That's a good way to say it. Uh, <laughs> it's changed a lot. I don't know if you've seen the recent news recently. but So when I was there, yeah. <laughs> 2004 to 2012, it was great. Everything since then, it's been a slow decline oh. into like authoritarian, like you can't do anything. Yeah. Um, at that time, it was really like pro, pro, all they were cared about was business and so learn, like growing the economy. And the best way to do that was bring foreign people over, foreign business people, foreigners in general to like kind of like, Put Stimula a charge, stimulate into the Teach people the how to do things. Yeah. yeah. Well, like business, yeah. all different kinds of business and stuff. So I started an ice cream truck. They need an, you can't stimulate an economy without an ice cream truck. That's like one of the keys in it. Well, they ended up taking it. So that's how it ended. <laughs> they yeah. Took it. yeah, it was the they local. took your ice cream truck? The local government officials thought it was like, it was doing so well. We were doing really good business. That's it, the problem. They wanted it. 
Yes. How do they tell you? That's when, real mafia stuff there. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. So they don't they don't tell you. They just um their their relatives went to work for us and then copied it, like quit and they, or we fired them for stealing and then they <laughs> opened their own business, own ice cream truck, but they were parking like bumper to bumper to ours. And we were the only ones who had permits. We were the only one legal, so it was like pretty fishy. Then Eventually, when their business got up and going enough, their government, their cousins, the government officials, just took our permits away and made us an illegal business. <laughs> and did you ask them why? Yeah, but because just because because we want your business. There's no, they don't need a. There's it'd be like if the mob in America was in control of the country, right, right, right. you know, and like really not like oh our, our government's like a mob, but like actually how they operate, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Where they literally didn't have to tell you. They didn't have to. Yeah, yeah. but we had a bunch. Uh, Jimmy Schubert came over a few times, and did uh, you have money events. saved? I did. Yeah, just through. I mean, I ran that business for ten years. What about your comedy club? Um, it didn't go down immediately. We, it, I came back, but my, the guy I ran it with kept running it. And then Live Nation bought it from okay. us about a year ago, year and a half ago. And then nine months later, they got shut down by the Chinese government. Great job by you selling high the yeah, right moment. Sold right yeah. before. <laughs> Smart. So that was in Shanghai. So then they are now in the process of reopening it in Hong Kong under like our same management team. Live Nation's reopening the club. Why is, why is the Chinese government doing that? Um, just because any foreigner that, first of all, it's Ill, what we were doing was illegal the entire time. Oh. You need a permit. If you have over 50 people in a room, you need a permit in China because that could be a gathering. It sure, yeah, could yeah. be an anti-government gathering. They don't know. Yes. Then you're on stage speaking freely, which is illegal. And then you're doing it in a foreign language, which they don't understand. And so they don't know how they can control it's it. monitor, yeah. So we started Chinese language open mics at our club and everything, and Chinese, Chinese language nights. And all the Chinese... Stand up, stand up comedy is still going because they can monitor it and control it. Yeah, so that's doing well. They have roasts and everything like that on TV. It's like big business. In Controlled China. roasts. They have yeah. four hundred <laughs> million it? people watching. Sherrod Small and I did a roast from here. They filmed it and then sent it over, and it got four hundred million views. Like they spliced us into a Chinese celebrity roast. <laughs> you know what I'm <laughs> in English, I did it in Chinese. He did it in English, and they subtitled it. Wow, who is this yeah. celebrity? It was like the Bieber of China, this like oh my pop God. star guy. Did people laugh? I don't. I mean, I guess I got like a million text messages <laughs> the second it aired. It blew up. I mean, it was four hundred million people. It's like wow. the Super Bowl times two. Um, so anyway, that all still goes. But the anything that's not under their control kind of has to take off. Yeah, China's a good market for things. Like, unfortunately, what I do is probably not marketable there. But I understand why guys like The Rock and all those guys, even the NBA, yeah. which I would love to, to kill those guys for being such pussies, but yeah. there's a billion people. Like, I, I get why you want that business. Just say you want that business. Yeah, well, be honest. The problem, be honest. I get it. The yeah. problem with the NBA was like the insane hypocrisy uh, of 10, 15 years of being like, we're doing the right thing. We don't care if it hurts our career. Meanwhile, none of it was hurting. Saying Trump yeah. sucks doesn't hurt your career. No, it does you not. Know? It actually helps. Uh, um, yeah. And then the minute something could hurt their career, they can't. They, yeah, absolutely. Got to get more educated on the issue is the best one. Yeah. I need to learn more. I need to study. I'm going to need some <laughs> yeah, books. Yeah, that was the answer. Yeah. I don't the, feel educated on the issue. You got to think about the impact of your tweets. Shut up, LeBron. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shut your Then we're not face. listening to you on anything else ever. Yeah. If that's the way it goes. Again, I would have done that too, though. Yes. But I would be honest. Look, be honest. There's a billion people. A yeah. lot of Jim Norton dollars. Yeah. Yeah. 
Chinese people well, you can buy still sneakers go all too. over Asia. Yep. You can still, like everywhere else around. Would you ever go to Asia to do stand up? Sure, if there was expats there or whatever. Yeah, I, would, I mean, I don't think they'd want me. I mean, but I've done That's Europe. Not true. Okay, there are I, people listening to this right now. We have a lot of listeners around Asia. They, I can guarantee they yeah. want you to go. If you're interested in going. I would go if they. Uh, if there was a market to go, yeah, but I'm a yeah. bitch with flights. You know, I like a gentleman's travel accommodations. You know, I can't fly like uncomfortable flights. You know, I don't need a private plane. I mean, I need a good flight. Yeah, first class. We're business. I mean, I'm business. reasonable. Yeah, business state. Yeah, but the right airline business. Yeah, some like, I don't like know. Vietnam Air. <laughs> some of those Asian airways Coach. might not be the one you want. <laughs> Thank you. That, yeah, I'm thinking more Singapore. Yeah, yeah that's well, a good one. How is it? China, was it China Air? Is that what it's called? The main one? Uh, there's China Eastern. There's China Air. Yeah, you don't, they're all okay. I, I don't know they're if you want China Eastern. Doesn't sound. They're varying levels of United, <laughs> basically. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're not that great. What's the best airline in China? Uh, well, Singapore is a good one. Thai Airways, which is not these, none of these are in China, but they fly to China. Singapore does. Um, Qatar. Oh, you know what the best one is? Cathay Pacific. Uh, you know my manager. That sounds good. By the way, you know Jonathan. Yes, I think I he's had an it. arms dealer. You had lunch with him, right? <laughs> I had lunch with him in L.A. Great guy. Yeah. yeah, he's a great guy, but he knows a little something about everything. Yeah, he's, and he's flown Cathay Pacific, and he's like, that's one of the best airlines. Well, he, in the world. He's told me he's been to like how many countries? Like seventy-six countries or something. Every, yeah. everywhere, <laughs> except for Somalia and North Korea, and there's like a few. Uh, that he hasn't been to, but he's he loves to travel. He's a very interesting guy. Well, you can go, man. You can go, let's see, Thailand, Cambodia. We set up the tour here. Hong Kong. Yeah. I'm trying to think of places that they have stand-up now. Well, they didn't like seven or eight years ago, but because of podcasts, all that stuff. Sure. But how many people show up for an American comedian? I mean... Depends. I, so, like, Russell Peters does stadiums. <laughs> Russell's um, a weird anomaly, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's uh, And then they do theaters. I think, who was it? Gaffigan did a theater tour over there. Excuse me. Yeah, it's I'm not surprised. The Gaffigan does theaters everywhere. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I could half sell a club there, too. That'd be nice. Yeah, it's a good move. <laughs> Let you live in New York for a little while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get your feet. Yeah. Start the ice cream business. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, all right. So, so you were in Brazil. You were in Rio. Where else were you? Were you... I was only in Rio. I we didn't. I never been to São Paulo. I'd never been anywhere else in uh, Brazil. But it was three trips to Rio. But it's dangerous. Like you feel like when you're doing stuff, like you know, it's 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 poverty, man. So when you're walking from the hotel to the club, you feel like. There's kids begging you for money, but they, you know older kids are watching, and like you always feel like you're about to get robbed. Like They always tell you, don't wear jewelry. You got to be careful in certain areas. Yeah, and don't, yeah, don't carry the money. And travel in groups. Travel in groups. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know if we had iPhones then. I don't think so. No. Not 2002. No, no, no 2003 and four. Probably yeah. not iPhones. Maybe no. cell phones. Yeah. yeah. There were cells. And what kind of places are these? Are these just regular dance clubs? Well, there was one called Help. <laughs> yeah, it was help. Shout out. Well, you can help. pronounce it help. I think help. it's closed down. It's closed, yeah. And we stayed like a block away at the Rio Othon Palace, and it was a treacherous walk. Was this in what part of Rio? Is that? Rio de Janeiro on the main strip. I remember we were in when I was in Rio in 2008. I went and uh, we. I remember being at like a steakhouse, like one of those really good steakhouses, and the, it would be just so great to look around and you could tell, like you just see these older guys. With you could just tell like who the prostitute who was over the prostitute who wasn't sure based on the just the look like there's a certain but it, they're very I mean that's the, probably the place to go for oh yeah like, uh, just yeah. just the dating I would th- it's like he was take it for a date which is something you like you were talking about you can you can fall in love I love sex workers <laughs> I do I love them like I don't look down on them I don't look like they're disposable like I fall in love yeah I really do man I'll marry a sex worker has it ever worked out yeah you've dated yeah yeah oh yeah 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 I've dated non too but I tend to. Uh, get along better with someone that's done that. I can't do it while they're actively doing it because I'm too jealous. But one, if they've done that in some 
capacity. I just, I don't know. Uh, I feel like a weird connection to them, even though I have never done that. And does the, is there always a background, like a history there? Oh, yeah. But I mean, my history is disastrous, too. I mean, you know, I was sexually <laughs> active as a kid. Like, you know, I have a whole messy history. So yeah. anybody else's, I, I embrace. When you're on the, on the European trip, was there any, like, I was looking up where you went. Did you go to Amsterdam or not? I, I went remember. to Amsterdam. I went to uh, Oslo for one night. I went to Amsterdam for two nights. I went to uh, Copenhagen. I went to, uh, well, I'm trying to, in, in Sweden as well. Uh, Denmark, uh, uh, Copenhagen's Denmark, right? Yeah. And in Sweden, I went to Stockholm. And I, I, th- I what's the one place I went to with a B? Uh, Brussels? Not Brussels. What else is in that? Belgium. Yeah. Belgium. Uh, okay. What else is in Brussels? Around Brussels. Uh, Antwerp. 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 With Belgium. The guy, with the, with the, <laughs> I know from like a Tom Rhodes bit about some guy cutting off his hand and throwing it, and that's where they got the name or something. Really? You, you learn a lot in Tom Rhodes material. Yeah. You know Tom? <laughs> I do. Yeah, yeah, I, know. Yeah, yeah. I actually yeah. called Tom when I was out there because he was like a god in uh, he knows all that stuff. Amsterdam. So I'm like, dude, I, I, what's a good... Re- I asked him for a good restaurant, and he sent me to one of the best places I ever ate at. Yeah, yeah he I knows everything. Like anywhere you go around the world, it's like he's been there 10 times. He has, like, yeah. Oh, you got to go to this place. Check out that thing. And he yeah. leads an interesting life. He was one of the first guys I met doing stand-up out in Asia because he came out touring and I opened for him when I'd been doing comedy for like six months. Yeah. And then we've kept in touch. Yeah, he's a good dude. He travels a lot. He's a really good guy. Yeah. Um, But again, I think I heard the girls. I didn't pick up any there or in Antwerp. Um, I think I was just looking and, you know, I think the girls there are sick of the people with cell phones taking pictures of them. Oh, oh, it's like a tourist attraction. Yeah. Yeah. Excuse me. I think they hate that. And in the crowd. Like a comedy club. Turn, you, take the, you kick them out if you, you take out your phone. Yeah, exactly. Make, <laughs> make you put your phone in a pouch. Phone in a pouch. You check it at the door. A Louis pouch. Yeah. yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, people, they can't enjoy the moment anymore. No. It's unbelievable. It is hard. <laughs> you're with a hooker. You're going to... Uh, anyway. I don't know. I don't find... Uh, I find most of the stand-up stuff where they say, like, oh, these cr- everyone's too sensitive and everything. I haven't found that in clubs at all. Uh, in the United States over the past couple of years. I don't know if you have. Some are. They, here's the difference. People always like, what's the difference between doing comedy now and 20 years ago? They've grown at the setups now. Like, it used to be you'd have to get where you were going to go, but now you could say something like, all right, so it was a racist attack. Oh, and it's like, could you fucking let me get to my destination first? Yeah, yeah they'll bail early, right? Yeah, what are you doing? What are you afraid that if you, you're going to be lumped in with my thought if you, if you don't groan? Yeah. The, it, it's, the, the, it's the constant virtue signaling and the constant like, whoa, hey, guys, I'm not with that, you know. It's, it's like Twitter in real life being in a comedy club with that. It drives me nuts. I feel like it's way more online, though. Oh, yeah, I think so, too. I mean, like, most, uh, most, mostly what I get is people saying, like, hey, man, I'm, uh, I know that everyone's after comedy now, but fuck them. Yeah. It's way more of, like, audiences being like, screw those other people than the, I feel like the percentage is pretty small of those gro- the groaners or, like, the people. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it depends on what clubs. Yeah, I mean, again, there. mostly it's my audience if I'm outside, so they're there to see me, so it's better. But, like, at the cellar, it's kind of a random mix. Yeah. And you'll notice they get really, they get very groaning. Anything with race, anything with... Gender identity, is, unless you're saying it exactly the way people are comfortable or that they feel is polite, yeah. it's crazy, no matter what the point of view is. Yeah. It's just tough in a setup to say it the way they want you to hear Yeah, gender identity. Or in a punchline sometimes. <laughs> so. It's just it's, That's what the joke is. I, it's like be, People forget that sometimes you're purposefully obnoxious in a joke. Like Sometimes the punchline is the ridiculousness of what you're saying. Yeah. Like Sometimes you're, you're, the point is that no reasonable person thinks this. 
Yeah, exactly. That's lost on people. Yep. I find, yeah. I, I, or some. Like, it's, I find, like, a New York comedy club where I'm at, um, pretty regularly, they're fine. And then when it's like a co- like a bar show or a coffee shop in Brooklyn or something. Of course. It's like <laughs> a disaster. I literally can barely do it. Oh. And, like, to the point where every time I, I do one, I leave and I'm like, I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> and then someone's like, come do the show. And I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. Like, yeah. two weeks later. And then again, I'm like, what <laughs> am like, I doing? Why am I doing this? And then I go do the same joke in New York and it's fine. And that's like a more cross section, I think, of the United States. Yeah. On the road, I think, most, I don't know, where I travel, it's usually okay. Any audience that would embrace the term Punching up or punching down is yeah. gonna suck. They're gonna suck. <laughs> and also, I was saying this the other day, but the more the less uh, an audience pays, I've found the more judgmental they are. Like the free Brooklyn shows, you can't say anything. But if somebody's paying thirty bucks to go see you somewhere on the right. road, it's like we're, we paid thirty bucks. Sure. Who cares? We're yeah. here to party. <laughs> they respect you as a professional. Yeah. This is what he does. Maybe that's it. Or as, as opposed to them, where you're like in their favorite coffee shop, just telling jokes. The place they usually have coffee. Yeah, and you're like, uh, yeah, they think they're in charge. Yeah, you're somewhere. soiling their favorite spot for free stop soiling up all your racism turn yeah. <laughs> all right well would you go so you uh i don't know i was looking up stuff from your years ago you're saying you weren't going to europe and then you did and then there was some some guy wrote an article being like now he's coming i did what's yeah. gonna happen i enjoyed it a lot it was, the crowds were really nice i want to go back uh they were just great i loved it um but you know the money is not amazing it's okay and you gotta take a week off of Rick's. I do radio, so it's kind of hard to take the time off to go. Oh, yeah, uh, that's why I haven't gone back to Australia yet. I loved it, but it's just the, it's. Did the, you you performed in Australia? Yeah, I forgot about that. I did a uh, week and a half there. I did Melbourne and um, Sydney, and it was really fun. I, I had to spend time there with Jonathan. Actually, walked around. Oh, yeah. it was really great. Qantas sucks. Um, I had a nightmare time <laughs> getting airline there because reviews. Of that, that awful airline. <laughs> um, they had no Wi-Fi at the time, and they're like, "Yeah, hey, this way the businessman can get away from his email." For like said, an eighteen-hour flight. I told like, you, get away. <laughs> that was how they spun it. I said that to him. Is <laughs> that positive? That's what I do with my kids when we don't. With, well, yeah. So you get away from it for an hour. I told him, "Is that how, is that how they tell you to spin it?" <laughs> yeah. I was so annoyed. That's genius. Yeah, but, but once you got there, you loved it. I loved it. it. Everyone likes Australia. I feel like it's got the highest approval rating of every country. We did the um, Sydney Harbor Bridge Walk, which I'm afraid of heights. And so there's like a suspension bridge in Sydney, and we you can see the Opera House right there, and you can walk on top of the bridge, like on this. Uh, the, the, you're, you're tethered in. It's crazy. What, like on the top, like the the very top. Okay, like where the the Golden Gate Bridge, like those things that go over the top. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we. I don't know. We didn't walk. Did we walk on the... Oh, yeah, maybe we did. I don't know if we walked on the very top cement, but you're like over the span, on top yeah. of the span. Yeah. It's horrifying. Horrifying. Is that... You can just do it? Well, I mean, you have to be tethered in and you have to put a special oh. outfit on. There's nothing in your pockets. No, nothing you could drop on the... But you're looking down like 150, 200 feet into traffic and I had a panic attack up no there. No phone? You're not allowed to that? No, nothing. Nothing that you could drop. But looking down, walking on a grate... And so that you can see the street below you. I was, I'm a mortified of heights. They have. You ever been to one of those um, glass, the the glass floor buildings, like the skyscraper tower, and also they have that in uh, Chicago. In, in Chicago, okay. I went to one in Shanghai, and it's you. I won't even walk on the glass, even though like logically yeah, it's a floor, right? But right. it's basically it's a glass floor, and then you look down like 200 stories below you. But just by walking on the glass, the only people who would walk on it like free is little kids. Yeah, you know, like yeah. all the adults are like walking around it, and the little kids are just running around. Jumping My kids on are scared it. of the dark, but not heights. So they would yeah, it's weird, that. right? Because <laughs> they just assume they're not going to fall through. 
Yeah. Chicago has the one that goes out. You, you ever see uh, that in the Willis Tower? Where it used to be the Sears Tower? It goes out, so it's like a box that you can step out in, and you're looking directly down, and there's nothing on the side of you. Um, you know, it's like it's like the box is like two feet deep or three feet deep, so you can actually stand. It's it's crazy. Yeah, that's a no. No, you're out for that. I don't think I could do that. We got to get to the news. Uh, before we do that, uh, Jim, what uh, what do you have coming up? Yeah. Um, when do we air? Uh, Monday, a week from today. Okay, a week from today. So say a second week of December, I will be here at Caroline's in New York City if you want to see me. Uh, and on Netflix, New Year's Eve, I have something called The Degenerates coming out. They shot six comics, and I'm one of them. We all have our own episode. And I'm really psyched about that because I like the material I did. That's great. Who else, do you know who else is in it? Yeah, Bobby Kelly has an episode, Miss Pat, Donnell Rollins, Nikki oh. Glazer, and Adriana. How do you say her last name? Appalucci? I, I, I always um, say her name wrong. Lapalucci? Or it's a lap- I don't know if it's an I or an L. It drives me nuts. I'm not 100% sure. Adrian, she's very yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah, she's Everyone's got to have a degenerate. Something that makes them a degenerate. That's what, yeah. I think so, yeah. 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 There you go. It's good. But my material is not even that dirty on this one. It's funny. It's the cleanest thing I've done. Are you guys doing a half hour? or About 20 minutes. Nice. It's supposed to be 15. That's, that's, that's good. I, it's hard, though, because I usually gut the whole hour when I'm done and throw it out. But now there's 20 minutes that I have to replace in my act, which makes it a lot easier. Oh, that's but, better. But it's like, what, where do oh, I... Oh, I see what you're saying, because it's like taking out a... a third of the story. It's like cutting a cancer out. Now you yeah. gotta, you know, how much healthy tissue do you lose around, you know. But as a viewer, I, even people I love, it's uh, a live, I'll watch an hour of anybody. But on TV, I think like a half hour. I can't, Great. it's hard to. They did algorithms. They said 20 minutes is actually a, a really perfect time. It is. And there's a reason that, plus they pay us less. But there's a reason <laughs> yeah. that they're on. Uh, Netflix has the best algorithm. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> how much we pay these yeah. idiots to do this. Yeah. But you'd rather watch uh, Yeah, I what? don't know. Watching an hour stand-up on TV. Plus, he's in The Irishman, which comes out on, That's oh, right. yeah. on Netflix uh, 27. November 27th. So what should I do? Should I watch it on Netflix or should I go see it? I can't figure out what they want. You, Either one, you but Netflix do. is a great watch because it's a very long film. And, like, you know, you want to pause it. You want to piss. I only pissed once in the whole movie, which is a miracle because I piss a lot. But this way, if you want to the get theater, up. you had to get up or you? I got up, yeah. I should have brought a cup. Yeah. <laughs> I was, uh, I, I, but I ran in there at one point. Um but it's a great movie for Netflix because if you have to pause it for a minute and go to the bathroom or get something from the fridge, you can. So I think Netflix is perfect. All yeah. right. I'm doing that. Yeah. I watched it in the theater. I didn't know I was going to watch it. And I, I, I hadn't gotten to the bathroom in hours. So it was. A, I didn't think the movie's so good, though. I didn't notice until about two hours, 45 minutes. I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, it's I really long. It's like a three-hour movie. Three it's three and a half hours. Yeah. 329. And he yeah. cut it down from four. That's how I thought my scene wasn't going to be in it. Yeah, well, I figured he would. I knew you were saying it, but I, I just thought Don Rickles, I can't leave that. I can't cut that out. Well, because so. he was there the night Gallo got killed. It's, you know, it's based on a true story, so they, I guess they left it in for the... Was Don Rickles really performing the night Gallo Oh, yeah, that's, oh, was, and, yeah. and that's why I had to do certain material, because he went and saw Rickles at the Copa. Right. Spoiler. Is this when, like, the mob owned the, the comedy clubs and all that stuff? Yeah, they owned everything. And is that... It seems like such a cool. Yeah, it wouldn't be. Yeah. Cool I mean, in days. my head, it sounds cool. The, yeah. If the mob owned that Brooklyn coffee shop, you could do your racist material. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You'd actually throw out those groaning. That would be amazing. It might make comedy better, actually. <laughs> the, the mob, mob took back over. Dude, yeah. the mob never so, sucked with comedy. They paid everybody good. Yeah. You got your girls, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I never had a guy get me girls. That would be nice. Yeah, yeah. All, All right, Steve. let's get to the news. All right.
This news story of the week comes to us from the USA Today. Police arrest suspect in fatal Popeye's chicken sandwich stabbing. <laughs> Police say the man who died had been methodically cutting in line uh, for uh, the re-released chicken sandwich for 15 minutes before the suspect confronted him. Methodically. It's funny. He, a guy got stabbed. That's terrible. He was cutting in line. All right, let's 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 settle down here. Let's, yeah, exactly. Let's re-examine yeah. this. No, because yeah. everyone hates anyone cutting in line. Ah, I get both of them. I understand both. I get why you want to cut, and I get the guy who's like, no, I'm just... There's some people that just you can't cut in front of. I don't know if I get cutting. I hate when people cut in line. Hate it. Hate it. You yeah. Got, I mean, yeah, you have to at least have a... If you have a person up... You have to need a... It was methodical. I mean, you just like cut one person, wait a minute, cut another person. He just kept doing just it. Kept, kept doing, doing it until he, he finally stabbed. cut the wrong person with a knife. Yeah. yeah. He should have quit while he was ahead. He Street made it a justice. Few, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. There's probably, the guy probably, you know, you cut in front of the wrong guy and the guy probably said, you're not going to do this. But now he's going to jail for murder and he's dead over that. I'm so sick of the sandwich, by the way. That's so great. That's worth cutting I over. Do, I'm so sick of hearing about the I want to buy one and then film myself stepping on it. I'm so tired of hearing about these fucking Popeye sandwiches. Who cares? Has anyone had it? If you guys had it? I mean, my friend has it. I don't it. even know where there's a Popeye. He just so. said they're fine. Yeah, right? They're fine. Yeah. That's, I, I mean, like, what? how good is a. Were chicken sandwiches not a thing really before this? I don't I, get it. Yeah, chicken sandwiches are in now. But I, I like that the uh, Chick fil A people are always in lines and, you know, but I like that it's kind of a, it's a class thing now. It's good because people are always waiting at lines in all these like smuggy like places in Brooklyn for like a cupcake or something or a burger or like a ramen <laughs> yeah, no burger. One's stabbed no them. one's getting stabbed, but I like to see Popeyes. Every, it's, it's rubbing off everywhere. I would but. just say it's the best advertiser for Popeyes you can get. Yeah. It's, they'll stab you over a sandwich. Well, I mean, people are going to want to go and wait in line. Yeah, no, all, all this violence. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Wait, it's actually good now because now there might be less lines. Or anytime there is a line, you see, anytime you see a, a cutter, you just give him a little like signal, yeah. like I have a knife, step back. And but he probably has one now too. Anyone who's gonna cut probably comes prepared. You got, <laughs> yes, he's a gun. Bring or, your, or wear like a vest or something. You're like, ah, nice try. <laughs> bring your cutting knife. Yeah. It's good. All right. Next story of the week comes with some ABC 15. Oh, we get the this is one. local news here <laughs> yeah. from somewhere in America. Woman accuses professional <laughs> cuddler of sexual misconduct. I mean, look, uh, <laughs> a cuddler, what did he do? Did he get an erection or did he grope her? Well, that's the most shocking part of the story. It was not a he. The cuddler oh. was a she. Oh. So on her website, Suzanne Woodward says she is a certified professional cuddler. I don't know who certified her, but the government's got to certify you now. That's very. She charges $80 an hour. I've done it twice, so I know, yeah. You've had the cuddles? Yeah, I tried the cuddles. How was it? Uneventful. I mean, we were dressed and it wasn't. You know, and you just—it's it. What's the scene? Is it like um, a massage place where you lay down on? A- no, she comes to you. You just lay in bed and hug. It's a little intimate and weird. But you wear your clothes. Yeah, yeah. well, you wear something comfortable. But I have like sweats and a shirt on, and she wore like sweatpants. You know, it, was, it was nothing. I guess some of them do more, but I didn't get any indication from her that she would. Well, I don't think you're supposed to. So they said like I, it's somehow. I'm look up Suzanne Woodward as we're talking. Yeah, about. look her up. It's a de- <laughs> eighty bucks an hour. She's I think um, she's in Arizona. If I, yeah, but she tells she tells her potential clients that something magical happens when a person is held. But then uh, the complaint comes because she had the client's nipple in her mouth for five minutes. Oh. Yeah, I mean that's a, that's definitely more than most people will offer. That was different from your cuddling experience. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. nipple in the mouth. Interesting. For but how was, long? Five minutes. Yeah, the other girl didn't notice for five minutes. That's what I was gonna <laughs> say. Come on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's kind of cuddling thing you could say, like if you're with your anyway. Know, so she took it to the she took it to the Arizona whatever the government the board certified yeah, her, and they said that it's a deregulated market and they're not responsible for it. So they didn't. Oh, now all of a sudden certifications the, not doesn't mean it, anything. They threw out the lawsuit. I don't know. I think if you're going to a cuddler, I mean, I've never been to one, so what am I? What do I know? Right. But it seems like you should expect. 
a little nipple action. Misconduct. <laughs> you know, I mean, you, you, they say, say a massage. It, 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 it's a gray area because somebody is touching you. And it's like, well, you're hugging me. Am I, if I get an erection, do I pull back? Or like, you don't know. And it's, it's, it's hard to break touch down and, and not, be, not feel excited by it when you're that intimately touching somebody. When you're hugging somebody in a bed, it's difficult to not feel some connection. I, yeah, yeah, I guess it depends on the age and the attractiveness. Yeah. Right, the cuddler's the attractive. The cuddler. They, what if it's like a grandma? Yeah. What if it's like an eighty-year-old? Or I mean, what? Yeah, I would fist bump. I wouldn't cuddle her. Is that, that not the thing? Yeah, yeah no. You know where no. they have some really hot cuddlers is Brazil. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Cuddle your penis. Yeah, <laughs> they're good. Good eggs. Yeah. You don't, Next, you don't bring Viagra to the cuddling <laughs> sessions, but. And that would be probably against Tempting. the rules. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next story is from CNN. An Iowa inmate serving a life... Oh, this is interesting. An Iowa inmate, inmate serving a life sentence says he should be a free man after he became ill, momentarily died, and had to be revived at the hospital. So he was serving a life sentence, but he technically died. <laughs> it's a real technicality. Which is a wild loophole. Well, yeah. Which Kaplan's had a heart attack. So I didn't die, though. I know, but what I'm saying is that if anyone's going to die... I, what if, if you want to commit something illegal, do it now. If this, I don't know if it holds up or not. I don't know. It's a great question. What's he in for? Um, he, what was we, it? Only, we only we only the headlines. Here. No, no, I, I wrote the story down. I mean, I read the story earlier. Not like rape or anything. Not no, no, no. I think he, I think he murdered somebody. Life sentence like probably twenty years ago. Some sort of yeah. And he died, huh? Yeah. I guess they mean you're still considered in the same life. Like your age doesn't change. You're not starting over, but that's a pretty interesting point. I hope they let him off. That's such an interesting point. I hope Great. they do too. That's why they have double life sentence. Don't yeah. they have double life double sentence? Double jeopardy you can't that? have, you know? No, no, like, the life sentence and then you oh, get two life sentences. That'll be the new sentence. thing. But they yes. always say that. They're so excited. They finally can hand down because they do it just for like dramatic effect. If someone's done something really bad, like you have. Yeah, I don't know like, why they do that. Life so now they know why they were thinking about this. I think he should be let off. <laughs> yeah. Should we start a free creativity Iowa? alone? I'm rooting for him. Yeah, find La- out his information. We'll do, we'll start a campaign. Last story of the week comes to us from New York Post, Kaplan. All right, Oxford bans oh, Oxford University bans clapping to avoid upsetting students. That's okay. good because clapping. There's nothing more upsetting than a round of applause. Yeah, I don't blame them at all. That, no, that's very upsetting to hear people clapping. Have you had anyone snapping at your show? Have you noticed snapping? It's atrocious. I've, I've had really people do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had people when you accidentally. I never. I don't try to make points in stand up, but every, like ever accidentally you might, or they think you're saying something that's like politically woke or whatever. And then I've had people start snapping in the village, like it shows in the village. By the way, the whole politically woke thing. Can they just admit what they? That it's a punitive thing. That they like punishing people. Sure, like they don't. They won't admit that. Like it's fun to get people. It's yeah. religion for people who aren't religious. I yeah, think. there you go. It's the yeah. ability to be better than and holier than and judgmental. Why yeah. can't you clap at Oxford? Who's that upsetting? The students uh, apparently. They, it apparently, it's, it's tr- it triggers you with anxiety or something. I guess it triggers young people now. Clapping is a trigger. Any noise? Yeah. So they're asking for people to do. They're encouraging jazz hands. <laughs> what, what is jazz hands exactly? It's, I mean, like, I, just like, it's like going like that, but it's silent. What, what assholes? Is that so, a real story? It's a real story. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah. I mean, You're we got it from the New York Post, but I've also seen it. I've seen the lady from Oxford defending herself on British television. 
Because British television is like going after. Apparently. Doesn't it make you feel good that the other universities are falling apart? Like Oxford, not just not American. just in the United States. Yeah, yeah. Oxford. That's the yeah, number one university. In Canada's thing too. It's yeah. great to watch. Yeah. She's her whole thing is she's like, well, we don't. We're not going to arrest you. We just we just oh. would prefer people not to clap because it's a. She said it was like non-inclusive of everyone's feelings. Oh my! At the, I'm not kidding. This yeah, is it'd be really great to be arrested. What are you in for? I was clapping. <laughs> you got I heard a joke I liked, and I. <laughs> I know when I when I. Uh, in Malaysia, they outlawed extreme laughing because um, somehow they were like, basically, you could be a comic, but you couldn't like be that good. Oh, great. Yeah. Well, That's where the, all our fucking D-list middles are going. You could get chuckles. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it was illegal to kill. It was fine to do all right. What was the reasoning for that? It uh, somehow was subversive against the government or something. I don't really know. But it was a similar thing where it was triggering some people in some way that it was too, the noises were too loud. I, Subversive. Wow. What does the Malaysian government think of jazz hands? I'm just yeah. probably in four. I, I don't probably know. Something terrible in Malaysia. Yeah. <laughs> like when you do both, it means fuck your mother. Like oh, yeah. sorry, I didn't know. <laughs> I'm trying to be quiet and respectful. Oh my god, I can't win. Hope he's in curse on this podcast. Yes. Okay. Well, can we? It's a hundred percent clean podcast. We, yeah, we should have told no. You can say whatever yeah. you want. Um, but do they do that to seller? Are people like snapping? No. Okay, I didn't. They're think not so. applauding for me either. So I guess I'll take anything. <laughs> <laughs> doing neither. He'll take jazz hands. <laughs> yeah, cool. God, it's irritating. All right, uh, that's the podcast, Jim. Thank you. For thank doing you guys. It, yeah, it's fun. Yes. Appreciate it. Cap. That's it. What should we do? Let's get lost. Get lost. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.